So that that whole discussion that we've just had, Nick, <laughs> was generated by AI. So tell me, tell me how you did that. Tell me how you came up with. So I said to the AI, generate me a podcast discussion with two people talking. Welcome to the Digital Marketing Wingman Podcast, the podcast where we bring you helpful tips and advice on websites, Google, and social media. Welcome, everybody, to the Digital Marketing Wingman Podcast. We're up to episode 12, and we have a pretty hot topic at the moment. I've brought in Nicholas, our studio director here at Pixel, to talk about all things AI. Welcome, Nick, to the podcast. Howdy, all. So... The hot topic, everyone's talking about it. Yes. Lead us off. Um, yeah, so it's been pretty wild. So the last 12 months, it's been um, the talk of the town. But then around November, they just released a new Spang Fankled brand new chat GPT, which everyone's been raving about. It's, which the is, news. it's all in the news at the moment. So yep, even, even had, non-technical people are hearing about it. Yeah, they had over a million signups in five days, which is more than what Facebook and all the social media oh, account. Wow. Yeah, so it's been absolutely massive. Hot, very hot at the moment. Yeah. So Nathan, how do you feel about AI? To be honest, I think I think it's got a lot of potential for the future. Yeah, look, I agree. It could revolutionize the way we do things and make our lives easier. Uh, yeah, absolutely. With AI, we can we can automate a lot of mundane tasks yep. and free up time for more creative endeavors. Definitely. Plus, AI can help us make more accurate decisions in areas like healthcare, finance, and the law. Exactly. It has so many applications, and it will only get smarter as technology continues to advance. Yeah, I'm excited to see. It's going to be crazy. Have you heard about what people are saying about AI and how it's going to affect jobs in the future? Yes, I have. It's pretty scary when you think about it. Yeah, it's definitely a big concern. I mean, it's not just about jobs being automated. It's also the way AI could potentially replace a lot of human work. Yeah, and it's and it's not just blue-collar jobs either. AI could replace a lot of white-collar jobs too, like accountants and lawyers. <laughs> so that, that whole discussion that we've just had, Nick... <laughs> Was generated by AI. So tell me, tell me how you did that. Tell me how you came up with. So I said to the AI, generate me a podcast discussion with two people talking. About AI, I assume. About AI. That yeah. was it. And then it spat out. I said the two people are Nicholas and Nathan. Yep. And then it gave us all the, the points for what to say. So you could have obviously gone a lot deeper. Yes, that was super broad. That was literally like half a sentence. High level sort yeah. of uh, input. And, yep. But you could break that down and have subtopics yep. and have like that length of conversation on 10 different topics yep. and generate an entire show. Yep. And, and then you can also do different stuff so you can make the tone of the show sound funny. You can make it sound professional, engaging, and it will actually change the words depending on what tone you want it. Crazy. I was listening to Nova on the way in to work. Yep. I rarely listened to the radio. Obviously couldn't be bothered changing it over. They played an entire radio show on um, the Harry and well, – how do you feel about um, the Harry and Meghan yeah, uh, book Netflix release? Show. No, no, there's a book release. He's oh, just released okay. a yeah, book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How yeah. do you feel about this book? And they got AI to read out. So they had a text-to-speech um, recorder or whatever you, whatever you want to call it yep. and read out the entire show. Now, it did sound a little bit stale, but I've heard – ABC radio sound even staler. So this it actually sounded believable 
And you can get away with it. It got into like really obscure things about uh, Prince Andrew and whether Harry has made more of a stir in the royal family than than Prince Andrew and just detailed bizarre conversations that just seem natural. They seem like some, somewhere that a natural conversation would go to. Yeah. So there's so many data points. So the one that everyone's talking about, chat GPT, has like 170 billion data points. So there's no way that we'd be able to like as a person research that much data points and come up with all these ideas. So it's scoured like thousands of blogs and news articles and videos. So it knows more than we do about Meghan Markle. And it does it fast. I don't understand how it's able to generate these things so fast. Yeah. So if you haven't used it before, you just type in chat GTP and sign up. It's free at the moment. And it actually generates it in real time. So you ask it a question and every word just gets calculated. So you can see how it's making it. So another one we tinkered with in the office uh, yesterday was... Mid-journey. Mid-journey. Which is for photos, images. tell, Tell everyone about that. How does that work? Yeah, so that's almost similar as well. So you can just type in an example. like You can type in what you want it to draw and then like 30 seconds later it spits out a drawing. And it's not just some crappy cartoon. No, you can choose what style. So you can go, draw me a picture of a cat in the style of a Disney animation. Yeah, and it comes back. And it comes back looking like someone in Disney made it for you personally. So I played around this with with my daughter last night and she requested an image of a Viking dressed as a unicorn holding a magic wand. Yep. And it was a photorealistic... uh, historic looking image yeah. of literally a Viking with a with a unicorn horse's Yeah, I saw them. Head. It was crazy. And uh, the other one was a lion in Antarctica chasing a green-skinned woman holding a gun. Now, they got a bit confused on that one and the lion ended up being green-skinned and she was wearing green clothes, but it was bloody good. Yeah. Yeah, I was just having a look at those unicorn ones that you did now. Can you imagine how long it would take an artist to draw that now? It's it's photorealistic. So I, yeah. I, I really don't understand how they're able to do that on such a high level of customization. It is crazy. And spit it out. So whilst I was watching these images being generated, I was watching what other people were requesting. And there was one describing a scene with a house on an island um, with the lake in front of it, with a pier jutting out from the right-hand side, with clouds that are rolling to the left-hand side, with mountains and trees, <laughs> and like so you can, specific. You can get so intricate in the details. And it came back spot on. Yeah. And, and it did not look like a mishmash of things, which is what I would expect, just no. like overlaid over the top of each other. It was a perfect photo, a perfect artist. And it was in an artist style, a painting style. Yeah, and, and I haven't showed you the other ones, but what you can do with that is you can put it in another program and you can go extend this image. Mm. So you can have it to draw someone sitting in a lounge room and go extend this image for me and it'll take everything around it if it sees half a bookshelf and it'll extend the image and do the rest of the bookshelf with a kitchen all in the same style. Another one I tried last night was um, design me a website for a digital marketing agency with pixels flying around in the background um, and, and coming forward. And it did this Reasonably good design, yeah. but it created a pixeled monster flying out of the back of the ah. scene, just going, Rawr. Yeah. 
I was blown away. It, like it's the wrong colours. It's not quite our style, but just the fact that it was able to generate something like no, that. Was yeah, pretty I've, yeah, I've seen some on TikTok where it was like, "Do me a picture for a donut store as a landing page to get people to sign up." And some of the examples mm. it gave is perfect. It wasn't a hundred percent, but it's like good just to get some concepts. Yeah. So we're able to yeah. create truly unique images. So it might have applications commercially for websites instead of going to stock photography libraries and sifting through hundreds of thousands of images trying to find the right image. Shutterstock already said they're going to release AI photos really? this year. Wow. Like a different package. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I can I can see that happening now. Yeah. Like it's it, The technology is there and it's a good enough standard. Yeah, 100%. Maybe not everything but certainly like within content having images to break up content smaller images i think it's it's good to go now yeah i've seen a few wordpress plugins that you can already do it wow so you can type in an example of what you're writing about and it'll just spit it out okay yeah any other ai tools that you've seen that spring to mind or are they the two main ones at the moment they're two of the main ones at the moment there's heaps at the moment so everyone's just building off it so there's video ones as well Mm -hmm. so you can put in a transcript and get an AI, like a person that actually looks AI. I don't know if I sent you that link nah, yesterday, but we were nah. watching it inside. <laughs> haven't seen that one yet. <laughs> and it's crazy. You can't even tell mm. that it's someone else. Yeah. Because I said, Amy, check out this video. And she watched it and I'm like, that was an AI talking. You actually <laughs> cannot tell. And then you can get it to inject like certain mannerisms and things throughout that script as well. Yep. So, yeah, it's wild. So circling back to just the text-based AI. Yep. It's obviously going to be able to generate uh, podcast scripts. It can do podcast scripts. It can it could do any text that you can think of. I'm trying to think of. I've done hundreds of them. It can respond to an email, so you can copy and paste an email in and say generate a response in a professional tone, and it will generate that <laughs> response for you. It is absolutely insane. There's uh, like nothing it can't respond to at the moment. You sent a nice um, heartfelt message to the team before Christmas. I did, yes, on the last day. And everyone thought you were a lovely, nice person, but it was completely AI-generated. <laughs> it was. <laughs> um, it obviously has commercial applications uh, for website content. Yep, yeah, so blog website content. content, blog posts, headlines uh at uh, copy for ads so what i'm seeing so far um i've had a little tinker with it and, and um, the team is starting to look at it um uh, is that it generates good enough content so it is obviously pulling information from other sources and a lot of the time it's yeah it sounds it's, good it's tricky because it, it's not pulling data is generating it on the fly from its data point. So yeah. it doesn't copy and paste a slab of content from someone else's blog. So no, 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 that's right. Yeah. And I've seen sometimes inaccuracy in the data. It's so not 100%. Might be talking about the wrong year or the wrong tense or something, just something's not quite right. Yeah, if, if you're not a specific enough, it guesses stuff. Yeah. So if you don't type the person's name, like in the email responder one I did, it had kind regards, John. Ah, see. So yeah. So, so the more you use it, the more you realize how specific you need to get. Gotcha. And then that data gets better. A lot of the time, the paragraphs, I find the sentence structure is almost the same but just repeated and it's the same sentence structure but just phrased differently. Yeah. And so you end up with some copy that looks big and sounds perfectly grammatically fine but it's not really saying much. It doesn't add a lot of value. No. So it is a bit of words for words sake. Yeah. And it's been a bit of a discussion online in, in um, you know, groups online, Facebook groups that I follow in regards to copywriting and how it's going to affect the industry. But 
I think there was one post that I saw. If you are average at writing copy and you just write fluff for the sake of writing words, then AI is going to decimate it's your gonna career. It's going to be perfect. You're done. Yeah. You can't. Yeah. You can't. That mediocre level is not longer going to be needed because no. it can be generated by AI. But proper, tailored, personalized, value-added uh, content that's you know researched and completely unique, and you know businesses posting blog posts, you know they need to have their personal take. Yeah, that can't possibly. Well, not at this stage, not yet. Not at this stage, but I was listening to a podcast of a guy that's done like thousands of blog posts and he could actually get it to write a blog post in the tone of who he was. And was so, he able to pull his own insights, his own data? Like It pulled some of his data, mm. but it also rewrote it in the tone that he wrote for his previous blog posts. Right. So if you are actually a professional writer yeah. that has published stuff, then it can utilise that if it has it. So <laughs> I think... I think, and we're literally only like three months. Like it came out in November, but like two and a half months in. It's, so it's still early. You'd days. think like five years from now, you wouldn't be able to tell if it was written by a professional or not. Mm. You wouldn't think. So, SEO wise, SEO businesses are going to try and demolish this. They're going to ruin it for everybody because they're going to publish thousands of posts a day. Yeah. Um, where can we, I guess, add value? As I think that the planning and the strategy is still needs to be done on a personal scale, personal yeah. level for businesses. Um, I think the framing of an article to match to the business's goals or their, their own operations, you know, to make sure the content is relevant is still needs to be done manually at this stage. Yeah, definitely. But then, yeah, you, yeah, you wouldn't give it a title like the best animal in the world. You, yeah, you need to give it a title. Plus, you need to give it six or seven topics. But then I to think discuss about as well. What it's great at doing right now is that it can spit out an article that's ninety percent of the way there, and then it needs to be edited properly. You need you need checked, a professional to review it, fact checked, um, personalized, yeah, um, and make sure that it makes sense overall because there are it is bits and pieces cobbled together. Yeah, so it doesn't yeah. necessarily have. The perfect flow yet i'm sure that's something they're working on yeah but the articles that i've seen didn't have the the most perfect flow no and the conclusions i see what they're trying to do with conclusions in articles but it's the same sentence every single four time. or five times in a row so yeah it's not quite there so i think you know bookending um with with a manual touch is going to be the way for, at the moment yeah um i think highly technical um industries will struggle with it at the moment there's a risk that you'll publish things that are incorrect, so I wouldn't rely on it. But certainly yeah, for more it's, it's, broad, broad, yeah. broadly appealing topics. Yeah, for the broad stuff, it's really good. It doesn't work well with technical stuff. It's not good with numbers at the moment Okay. because you can't input the numbers correctly. So it um, kind of just takes the numbers. Someone gave an example of like if Pam's mum is eight years older than her than, and has two brothers, how old is Pam's sisters? Mm -hmm. Because you didn't explain it properly, it, it can't calculate it. Yes, okay. Or it's like name me a three-letter word with an A as the third letter and mm -hmm. it wrote banana because an A is in the middle of banana. Right, right, But it's right, not a three-letter right. word, so. Gotcha. But we're just in this phase where like we're just teaching it what yep. to do, so. Uh, if anyone's interested, there is an article published to the Pixel blog, which, which went up just before Christmas, which is about HubSpot. Um, reasons to switch, I think, to HubSpot market for your marketing. Yep. Uh, that is a AI generated article. I painstakingly spent 
three minutes generating that. <laughs> I did spend some time post-editing it though. Yeah. Because it was there were gaps in it. There were little things that weren't quite right. So but I only would have spent 10 to 15 minutes maybe reading through and editing that and then uh, uploading it to the site. So yeah. And I'm not a professional writer. So if I actually had to write that, it would probably would have taken me four hours yep. and would have been worse quality, I reckon. Now, I will point out it is generic information, that article. You could get that anywhere and it's not a particularly pixeled spin on it. It's very broad, basic. For someone that's never heard of HubSpot. But it was just an experiment for us to publish that article yeah. and we'll see how that article goes in terms of getting indexed on Google and if it does eventually rank. Yeah. So where do you see the future, Nick, for AI? Where, what do you think is going to happen in the next 12 months, two years? It's not going to slow down. It's not going anywhere. I think you'd be naive to think that it's just going to blow over. Mm. Google issued a code red at the end of last year saying that they need to kick stuff into gear so Google has an AI up and running ASAP. Yeah. Bing just announced that they're going to implement ChatGPT in their search engine. What are they going to do when – I imagine that Google results – Google – Search results are a large part of the data points. But what are they going to do when that is flooded with AI-generated content fed so, by other AI-generated content that's not necessarily accurate? Yeah, so they have to change what they're doing now, I think. Mm. So I know that you can't monetize YouTube videos with AI-generated content, so they already can identify if it's AI-generated. I was going to say, that's, how do they identify? That's what I'm I don't know, but know. we can copy and paste our HubSpot article in as an example to this website and it will come back as 99% AI-generated. Really? But you can rework it through another content writer and then it removes that. So, so is it the structure, the sentence structure? Yeah, it might be the structure that it picks up on. So Because they're very good at identifying copied content, even though you think you've changed words here and there. They're very good at identifying sentence structures yeah. as, as duplicated content. Yeah, but these all pass the plagiarism checker as not duplicate, but it doesn't pass the AI generated. Mm. But you can run that through another program that'll yeah. clear it from AI. So. so it's a huge challenge for Google and Bing and the likes to try and identify the thousands of blogs that are stream, probably streaming out right now yeah. from AI. And I think another thing is um, Google finding out a way to monetize it as well because I, I will ask ChatGPT questions and get the answer from it, even if it's like a code example and it mm. spits out a code example. It generates an SVG icon for me. Mm. So I don't even need to search Google and find the right answer. I can just be like, just hey, ask it. Yeah. Well, there's an issue with this. What's the issue? And it fixes it and gives me an example. So potentially the next Google chat GPT. Yeah. I reckon. Mm. All right. We might leave it there. That's an interesting and scary but exciting time in AI. Um, we'll see what happens in the next few months. And uh, yeah, stay tuned. Have a listen to our uh, intro, Watch, read our uh, AI generated blog and uh, be scared. <laughs> All right. Talk soon. Thanks, Nick. Take guys.